BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Raising Good Humans podcast. I'm Dr. Lisa Pressman, and this is the second part of my episode on everything you need to know about substance use and misuse among youth. Here's the thing. We have a lot of research that tells us what substances do to the developing brain. And what's also important is how that translates to actual everyday parenting, how it's different depending on your child's temperament, depending on genetic factors and the works, what substances are what, whether to have things available in your house, whether to lock things up, how to respond in some of the more likely situations you'll find yourself in and more. Dr. Danielle Dick is the director of the Rutgers Addiction Research Center. She is at the cutting edge of understanding the genetic and environmental influences that contribute to the development of patterns of substance use and related behaviors. And The Five Principles of Parenting, my first book, has everything you need to know about the foundational support your kids need and the skills and tools to make sure that we're building resilience as best we can. Please pre-order your book. Don't forget to do it. It's so helpful to me. And as a big giant thank you, and also to just be more in community, I have a Zoom coming up in October. It's all about these resilience skills. You're going to get a chapter on resilience. And of course, more stuff to come. Thank you so much. And don't forget to write a little review and give a five-star rating. I know I'm asking you so many things and we're all so busy, but it is so helpful to keep this community continuing to grow and thrive. So the concern about fentanyl, I've noticed, has led some parents to say to me, look, I don't want my kids touching prescription drugs or even worse, dangerous, fake prescription drugs that have fentanyl in them. If they're going to start having gummies, and I know that that's getting passed around at parties or with friends, especially, you know, again, where I'm in California, so maybe it looks a little different depending on where you are. Those parents have felt like, how do I say to my kids, this is not something that you can mess around with, not only because the substance itself isn't good for your brain, but also because I'm concerned that it could be laced with something that can kill you. And that's just not something we can mess with. So a lot of those parents will say, if you're going to insist on cannabis, at least let me make sure you get it from a safe source. So I'm so glad you raised cannabis because this is one of the things that those of us who study adolescent substance use are actually most worried about. And that is because the marijuana landscape 
has changed so much since most of us who are now of parenting age were teenagers. And so if you look historically at the marijuana of the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, the concentration of THC, which is the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana, that's what gives it its psychoactive properties, the concentration was about 3%. So it was a very mild drug. If you look at the concentration of marijuana today, it is about 25%. So that is a drug that is more than eight times stronger than what the marijuana of our youth was. It is a completely different drug. And, you know, edibles, gummies, and of course, guess who loves gummies, right? Our, our kids, especially, 80 to 90% active ingredient. That's extremely potent. And so the first thing is that I find many parents don't understand how different this drug is. And they also have this erroneous view of like, you know, what's the big deal with a little weed? Or parents will say to me, I smoked a little grass back in my day. It wasn't a big deal. And he says, okay, what you were smoking was pretty close to grass. Now it is actually a very potent drug. And so that's the first thing I think parents need to be aware of. And the fact that legalization has swept our country so quickly, most states either have medicinal or recreational marijuana legal in some form or another, means that what that's done is it has caused increased acceptance and increased availability. And we know that those two things, that combination of things, how easy it is to get a drug and how stigmatized or not it is, when it's very accessible and it is accepted to use it, that is what causes big increases in use and particularly in youth. And so we're really concerned about this because the rates of use and acceptance and legalization, that has all happened so much faster than our ability to do any research on this. So this is like a huge dangerous experiment where people are now using a drug that is so much stronger in widespread quantities and youth are the ones that are picking it up as well. And so the thing we worry most about is not the occasional trying it in the same way that, you know, if your youth occasionally tries alcohol, you know, it's not great for them, but it's not going to permanently damage their brain for forever to try a beer here or there as they're experimenting in adolescence. Similar things for cannabis or marijuana. I don't mean to essentially pass that off as not worrisome because we know that there are cases where single use, especially if it's heavy use, can obviously lead to accidents, deaths, et cetera. But in general, you know, we're not going to panic if our kid goes to a party and has a beer. We're not going to panic if our child tried marijuana once with a friend. But what we're seeing is a number of kids, so it's about 7 to 10% now, who are reporting that they're using cannabis daily. And what the early research is showing is that that regular use has really adverse effects on memory and motivation. 
And again, getting back to that, if you think about what are our kids' jobs, it's to go to school, do well in school, care about their futures. On college campuses, where we often see drug trends happen first, you know, we've been seeing this in terms of daily marijuana use. It's much easier to use marijuana daily than it is to be drinking daily. And the sad thing is that the one of the nefarious things about this drug is that it's very long-term effect on the brain of decreasing motivation means that as these things are all being adversely affected, right? They're not hanging out with their friends as much. They're not doing as well in school. They also don't care. So we're really concerned about the cannabis piece. And I feel like there's a lot of both misinformation and parents not having the full information out there. So I wanted to start with that. And now a quick break for my sponsor. For those of you who've been following me, you know that I'm trying to get three good recipes down in my caraway in time for a very special person's 50th birthday. So it's coming up and I'm really proud to say that I have learned how to cook things, I think pretty decently. That's as far as I will go. And when I started doing caraway ads, I did not cook very well at all. Caraway Home is non-toxic kitchenware. It features a chemical-free ceramic coating so the food you prepare is with peace of mind. It's not hard to pronounce chemicals and it will lead you to remain with healthy ingredients instead of taking all those healthy ingredients and then having chemicals on them. Also, they're super chic, super easy to clean, which is very key because if I'm cooking, I definitely don't want to also be scrubbing pots and pans. Whether it's the eggs I cooked this morning or the fantastic stew recipe that is part of my three recipes for the 50th birthday, these pans are amazing. We're also doing a lot of baking with their bakeware. They look beautiful. I love how easy it is to organize and how easy it is to put away. Although I have to say, I leave out two of them just because they're pretty. Visit caraway.com slash humans 10 to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners, so visit carawayhome.com slash humans10 or use the code humans10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. I love Kiwi Crate. It's so much fun. And here's the thing. I think we can find beautiful ways to engage with our kids with found materials and play, but that takes a lot of work. And sometimes you don't have it in you. And you kind of feel like you'll just revert to TV or whatever is easier. So let me offer something that's easier that is not electronics. It's KiwiCo. KiwiCo believes that every kid is naturally creative and curious and that hands-on experiences build creative confidence and problem-solving skills that can change the world. KiwiCo delivers seriously fun learning for kids of all ages they have everything from science to sensory play to games to geography and everything in between. So my daughter just started babysitting and I gave her a Kiwi crate to bring over with a little five-year-old because I was like, this is going to make things more fun for you. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence with KiwiCo and get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash RGH. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com slash RGH. 
you are going to be so happy that you made your life easier with KiwiCo. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash R-G-H. This is territory we definitely haven't experienced yet. To your point about trying substances that are easier to access and have less of a stigma attached, I want to mention briefly vaping because I know that girls, particularly girls who otherwise consider themselves not substance users, are more likely to be comfortable vaping. And so I thought it was worth kind of talking about how to discuss vaping with your kids because what I'm noticing, and I I think it starts with tobacco because it feels like, well, I'm not doing drugs. I'm not causing cancer because I think we know that we've had a miraculously massive reduction in cigarette smoking from our generation to this generation. It's extraordinary. Yes. Yes, It's been a a great successful public health effort that shows we can make a difference. (laughs) I know it's really heartening. On the flip side, I think that vaping tobacco has become an acceptable and accessible way to be rebellious. And I just wanted to ask you about that and what the research shows and how those conversations can go. Absolutely. So you are entirely correct that we've seen a huge increase. I mean, there was an exponential increase in kids vaping from, you know, 2015 on. And and Juul was one of the companies that really led that. They have since been regulated. But this is an example of what happens when the commercially available products advance so much faster than the research and the regulations do. And so what happened is that there was a lot of marketing, which clearly looked like it was geared toward engaging young people, right? That they are in fun flavors and they're in fun colors and patterns and they're easy to conceal. And because they were new and, you know, they looked sort of just like a little USB drive, most parents who, you know, it hadn't been around in their generation didn't even know what they were. You could do it in a very concealed way. You can do it in the bathrooms, at school, et cetera. It really took off with youth. And the other piece is that a lot of youth did not fully understand and appreciate the high nicotine content. So a vape can have as much nicotine as a pack of cigarettes. And so you don't know you're not smoking it, but this can still be very harmful. And, And actually the different, there's many different types of vapes too. And so it's hard to say just one thing about its effects on your lungs and whatnot, because they can vary quite a bit depending on what product you're using. But the reality is it's bad for your lungs. And we started to see that even with some of the deaths in young folks, which was also from vaping marijuana. So that's the other piece. You can, in fact, vape marijuana. You can put THC in vapes as well, too. And so that's a trend that we see with young people and for parents to be aware of. So yes, I mean, it is, it has, most vapes have nicotine in them. They have a lot of nicotine in them and it is certainly not good for our youth and something for parents to be aware of. So let's say you catch your child with any of this, particularly vaping, because that's one of those things where you might find a vape pen 
<laughs> it's a little easier. Like alcohol goes in and out. A gummy you can't like take away yes. from them once it's ingested. But let's say you find a vape or you hear that other peers are vaping or they share with you this information. What would you suggest are best practices? So like with talking about alcohol or other drugs, it's always best to get in front of it. And these should never be one and done conversations, have continued conversations. In fact, you know, so if you're a parent, you're listening to this, when you talk to your child, you know, later in the day, you can say, hey, I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about vaping. Do you know any kids at your school who vape? And I will say that when this really was kind of becoming increasingly popular. And I asked my son, who was then, I think, in late elementary school, I said, you know, are there any kids at your school who vape? And he said, what? Like, what's vape? And and I showed him a picture of it. And he goes, oh, you mean mango sticks. And so he had seen it. He'd seen kids using it. He'd been offered it. And they were calling them mango sticks because mango was a very popular flavor at one point there. Mm. And so that's why it's really good to talk to your kids about these things. And if they don't know what it is or, you know, show them pictures, talk to them about it so that they're aware. And so, and, or, you know, if you, as you mentioned, maybe you find it, then I think you always want to start with opening the conversation, right? When you're calm when you're, you know, when you feel like you're in a place to have it to say, Hey, I found this today. Tell me about this. Then you will hear what your child has to say. And this is the whole, in a conversation you want to listen because you do want to try and understand your child's motivation. Maybe they had tried it once. Maybe they've been using it regularly. And then that's an opportunity to then also have thought about, and once again, convey, well, here are the rules in our house. And this is why. And, and if they're like, but all my friends do it, you know, okay, well, these are the rules in our house. So let's think through how you're going to handle it. If your friend asks you about it or offers it to you, those are the kinds of ways that you can lead into having the conversation with your child. Okay. A little break so I can tell you about daily harvest. So I don't know about mornings in your house, but I know mornings in my house used to consist of a sit-down breakfast. And now that is limited to the weekends. And the weekdays are more like, how can everybody in the house get ready, be dressed, have all their things ready to spend probably quite a bit longer of a day than even just the school day because there's after school. But I want to know that my kids are getting a healthy breakfast and I want to know that I'm getting something healthy. So guess what? You can grab Daily Harvest they have shakes so you can have a smoothie as you're walking out the door because I will admit we sometimes have to have breakfast in the car and daily harvest, you know, you're getting a delicious, nutritious morning start. Lord knows what is happening during the school day for my kids. So I feel good about it and it feels a little bit less awful that we're eating in the car. So take the stress out of your mornings with daily harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash humans to get up to $65 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash humans for up to $65 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash humans. That's dailyharvest.com slash humans. 
This episode is also sponsored in part by Nordic Naturals, which is the number one selling fish oil brand in the U.S. Nordic Natural Supplements for Moms support female health throughout life, including at every stage of pregnancy and after. I still use them, and I used them when I was pregnant over 17 years ago. Nordic Naturals fish oils provide a reliable source of building block omega-3s for babies' prenatal and postnatal brain and nervous system development. And Nordic Natural Omega-3 products also delivers foundational support for women to promote a healthy brain, heart, and immune system at the cellular level for any age. I still take them. I make my teenage daughters take them. I tell every pregnant friend to take them because Nordic Natural supplements are non-GMO verified, third-party tested for quality, and contain no artificial colors or flavors. And I trust Nordic Naturals because they have for so long been so high quality with none of the garbage, none of the worries, and all the perks of the omegas. And we know that this is one of the supplements that actually matters. For brain development, it's great for you. So shop today at nordic.com. Use the promo code RGH for 20% off your first order. That's nordic.com, promo code RGH for 20% off your first order. Easy to recommend. If you feel like things have gone off the rails or you feel like, well, shoot, I've been allowing sips of alcohol, you know, at dinner or whatever, or I've been saying you can drink just, I want you to be honest, or I've been allowing kids to come to my house as the party house because I wanted to be sure to monitor everybody and make sure they were, you know, my kids are safe because I know they're home. How can you start fresh and evolve into a reevaluation of what's been going on without causing a huge war? And I say this with the understanding that sometimes they're going to be really uncomfortable and disappointing decisions that we make that our kids are not going to be happy about. That's true. And that is one of our unfun jobs as a parent. And when that happens, I think the way that I handle it is you mentally prepare. You know, it's the whole stay strong, fellow parent. You know, it's not going to go well. And so you go in with a, you know, coming from that place of calm where you're prepared for that. But it's also okay to say to your kids, hey, you know, we've been allowing this in our house. And these were the reasons why. And I'll, I'll briefly mention, we haven't talked about having other kids in your house, but that's something that also parents want to consider because there's obviously legal ramifications. In many states, it's it's legal to have your own to have your own child drinking in your presence, even if they're only under 21. But it is virtually always illegal to have another person's child drinking in your house. So that's something that parents want to be aware of. And I would uh, I would suggest respectful of other parents who might have those kinds of rules too. I know some families that have had conversations with other parents and have made decisions together about what, you know, they feel is safest for their children. And that's, you know, I think a, a great way to have those conversations with other parents, with kids, etc. But if, for example, you have been, say, you know, allowing this to happen and now you're rethinking whether that's a good idea, you can always do that as a parent. And it comes from the place of having to have that hard conversation with your child about, hey, I know that we have been allowing you to fill in the blank. 
you know, have sips of alcohol with us when we're drinking at home with dinner or, you know, have your friends over and, you know, we've allowed you all to drink here in the house. But I've been reading more about this or I've learned more about it and the research is changing. And the other thing is that we know a lot more today than we did a week ago and that we certainly did a decade ago. But you can say, you know, I've learned some new things and it's making me uncomfortable and we're going to need to change these rules. And here's the new rule. And this is why. And they're going to get upset and worked up. And you can say, I, I understand. I understand why you feel all those ways. And it feels unfair. And it feels like we had a situation and now it's changing. But the reality is facts change sometimes. And now we're going to reevaluate this. And this is the way it's going to be. And so you know what? I get that you're upset right now. But let's return to it tomorrow. And let's think about like what are some of the things you're upset about and how we're going to navigate them. That doesn't mean the next day you are going to have, you know, bent on the rule, but it means that you can say, okay, with this new rule, what are your concerns? And they might say, well, my friends are going to be mad and they're not going to like me anymore, et cetera. Okay. Well, let's think through how to navigate that. And how are you going to have the conversations with your friends and et cetera. And I personally always volunteer for my child to throw me under the bus and use me as the excuse. Meaning if the friend is saying, why aren't you drinking? Or why don't you want to, you know, try this vape or, you know, have a gummy. Come on. Everybody's doing it to say, oh my gosh, my parents would freak out. I will like never be allowed out again. So I, I can't do that one. And, you know, that's one of the things that you can kind of help your child. You can, you can in some ways liberate them to be able to use you as an excuse to make some of those choices as well too. So that's something else that you can, you know, kind of have in your back pocket to to offer up to your child as you're helping them think through how they're going to navigate this new landscape. Two last questions. One is should you lock your alcohol, medications, substances of any kind? And if you do, is that something you should discuss with your kids? So we know that one of the biggest things that parents can do to prevent substance use in their kids is influence their access to it. And that both means at home. And so it is never a bad idea. In fact, I was out with girlfriends, one of whom has a son who's entering middle school, and uh, we were kidding around about some of his risk-taking behavior. And I said, you know, you have your alcohol locked up, right? <laughs> because that's definitely coming down the pipeline, meaning that it's, you know, going to be increasingly something that I think they're going to be discussing. And it's good to get in front of that one. And so it certainly is a way that you can reduce kids' access, particularly if your house tends to be a place where there's sleepovers or your child is up later than you are and you're up in bed or their friends are hanging out while you are have already gone to bed, then one of the things that we can really do is help limit our children's access to alcohol. We reduce the temptation in that sense because we know that their brains are not always going to be their great friends. So that's certainly one of the things you can do. And the other way you can reduce access is by monitoring your child. So you know, asking them where they're going, who they're going to be with. If they say they're going to be at a friend's house, you know, checking in with that friend, that friend's parents, etc. Obviously, figuring out what the right balance is for 
you and your child so that, you know, they feel like they have some autonomy, but you also have a sense of what they're doing in a way that you can help them make good choices. Those are some of the ways that parents can actually have the biggest effect on whether or not kids are using alcohol. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.